starting to look like the Guardians were never going to come home from Chicago or the game road trip. It was a roller coaster of a road trip that went four and two. So it was a good road trip that just didn't want to end. And I'm sure nobody was triggered by rain delays and Chicago Cubs and Cleveland baseball team. You are locked on Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone. Today's episode is brought to you by Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing right now. Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 off for just trying uh, by downloading Ibotta, the free Ibotta app and using the code MLB. I'll be doing that one myself. There's one free money over there is Justin. I'm Jeff. We've got three games to talk about. We have a team tied for a division lead, and we have a absolute behemoth on deck. So, and, uh, you know, I'll just say it right now. And uh, Brian Shaw's back in the big leagues. So we can uh, just knock the, cu- the Cubs, the White Sox, out of the American League Central race with that one. Should he pitch the eighth inning for the Guardians? Two, one, six, five, seven, eight. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get into that. Uh, do we want to start with the, the bullpen or with the uh, game three? We might as well, since it was a. Uh... Crap show at the end there. Nothing. Things were cruising along, and Saturday Saturday night was good. Tanner Bybee pitched his you-know-what off, and the offense did plenty. I mean, they got some gifts from the the Cubs defense, by the way. This whole weekend was pretty awful. Um, They were bad again, but then they had the Guardians. So was was the Guardians in the ninth. Yeah, I don't think that's how Josh Naylor wanted to celebrate, not or wanted to get revenge from not – being named an all-star, which also, I mean, I mean, the broadcast, we'll, we'll talk some all-star stuff as well, but yeah, the broadcast is like, that's, you know, if you want to be an all-star, you got to show them you're an all-star. It's like, ouch. That was just, I mean, everybody got mad about class A and, and look, he walked a batter. His command wasn't like great. And three pass balls tonight for, um, yeah, we're hanging on Cam Gallagher for defense. And he does that. I mean, in the, listen, the, the second one in that inning was tough, but that first pass ball was like, I don't know if he just wasn't paying attention or what, but then that puts more pressure because you got a runner at third and then Josh Naylor boots two in a row, which is a very Josh Naylor thing to do. Like, I feel like he is that guy who after he boots one gets in his head and boots the other one. Yes. He came back with the big hit. So we'll move on from that. But Mm -hmm. as much as you want to listen, class A wasn't sharp. Was can we also can we also talk about the official score in this game too? Yeah. Okay, so the, the single by Nico Horner and Christopher Morell, um, those balls want a combined 14 feet. Yeah, those were errors, those were not singles. That, that is was, unbelievable. Yeah, those were like, and, and they talked about the great range by Naylor. I'm like, that's not really great range, like <laughs> it's the opposite of great range. And this is why I'm not gonna get flustered by Emmanuel Classe. Like everyone was like, oh, he's a work, he should have been in there. All right, he hasn't worked since Thursday, and Thursday he wasn't bad, but he wasn't great, um, which we probably should talk about too, because Trevor Stephan also, you know, left a big load on the field that day too. You know, when you when your closer gives up a combined two hits on fourteen feet of batted balls, and they're barely hit, and your first baseman can't make a play, what are you going to do? And you said the pass balls from from Cam Gallagher, like, yeah, the walk was bad. And his control was kind of over the place. He hasn't pitched in a couple of days. He needed the work. I mean, I, I would have been fine not going to him, but here's the thing. Yeah. And this is what Tito always says. 
when you don't bring him into a game for two days in a row and you bring another reliever in and then you got to get him warmed up anyway. And if, if, if things get dicey and then you wind up bring, burning two relievers. So uh, I don't know. It's six to one half dozen. The other there, they got out of it, but man, just a lot of heartburn and yeah, class A is obviously not going to get a break. Cause he no. is, I was hoping for two days of, or could have been the whole series, not class A, but he's an yeah. all-star. So he's not getting a break. No. And again, it's like, if you're going to jump into it about like him in this one, I think you didn't watch the game because yeah, I, I, agree. Mean, both, I agree. both of Naylor's plays, like, listen, he was ranging to his right. A lot of first basemen can range to their right. And then you got to make that throw. Uh, that was an error. In my opinion, he got to the ball and then couldn't get out of his glove. And then the next one, he popped up out of his glove and it was just like, but then he came back and got the hit. So to me, the bigger one is Cam Gallagher because he can't hit his uh, weight and he, uh, you know, three pass balls. Uh, you know, I, I was with my kid for part of it, so I didn't see the first pass ball. So I can't comment as much on that one. Um, but yeah. Also the was... first single that class A gave up the train Hansini was 77 miles off the bat. So it's not like these guys were hitting him hard. No. And that's the problem with class A. It's just like, or maybe it was just a, two pass balls and the broadcast. They said three. So I guess I, I misheard okay, either way, but it just yeah. seems like he runs into this stuff where like yeah. he gets some weird batted balls because off the end of the back because of, of his cutting motion. And mm-hmm. then the defense just kind of either is caught in between or they screw him. So it's like, I, I don't know. You just got to stop doing that. Yeah. And uh, it was a weird game. Like I still don't love David Fry in the outfield. I'm going to just be honest about that. If, if that's where we're going with this, then maybe we need to call up for a trade for an outfielder. Like he is not a natural outfielder out there. Um, well, you see why Gabbiari Gabbiaris didn't play again. And this goes back to what we talked about last week about there are things going on that, you know, are also getting in the way of playing time with him. Yeah, and it's, it's clear he's in the doghouse, uh, you know, with him not playing much and only playing in the platoons. I think everyone can read between the lines. There's why, a doghouse situation. And I understand him running for Josh Naylor late in the game, obviously, and going to first base, especially going to first base after that. Mm-hmm. Yes. But then he went off and tried to steal. Gabby Arias is not a good base runner. I don't know what he's – that's not going to help him get out of the That's dog. his third time getting caught, steal, caught stealing yeah. this year. I don't know how many stolen I, bases he has, but I bet he's almost 50% at stolen bases, if not worse. I, if you want to keep – look, if you want to bring, bring somebody else in at first, if you want a third guy between, behind Naylor and Bell, you got Fry if he's staying up here. I think Oscar Gonzalez just, you might as well bring him up. Like, I know he had another good weekend again in Columbus. Like, I don't know. What, what is Gabby Arias helping you do at this point? This is not what if we were. You're not, if you're not going to play him against righties, he's not doing anything for you. No. And that's, and they're not playing him against righties and he's in the doghouse and they're just not playing him in general. So it's time for him to move on. Um, this whole know, weekend I, in Chicago was just wild, by the way. You get yeah. Cal Quantrill, who just didn't have it at it all no. on Friday afternoon. Uh, he looked terrible, and he's got to face the Braves Wednesday. So, you know, we should be shaking in our boots for that, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, and we'll see. Like he was, he was banged up before he went on. He came back. It was a stinker. I'm, I'm not going to throw a guy out. Baseball is a yeah. game of patience. We'll see what happens. Maybe he turns around. That was Curry's worst performance of the year in that one. He has been so steady all year. I'm not going to bury the kid because he's been fantastic. No. But that was, I think, his worst performance. Heron, it hasn't been clean for him in the big leagues. And then David Fry, you know, when the when they hit, hey, hitters start pitching, maybe that is his his future is his reliever. I mean, it was a you know a perfect inning. He, he does but, it all. Uh, yeah, it was. 
uh, you know, well, you had the blowout through. Friday, the guardians pitched well Saturday, but you had a, yeah. uh, what a two hour rain delay Saturday or whatever it was. And then you had a long rain delay Sunday. Like this, this entire series was just kind of upside down and the cut, the guardians played really well Saturday night. And I'll, I'll give credit to the Fox broadcast too. They had, they were right on point. I feel like they must've listened to us. And no, I'm kidding. They, they did their research. They had a good scouting report on Bybee, all the, all the key points on him there. And, um, Good to hear him get his due on the national broadcast, and he pitched really well. He had a couple. He had a long fourth inning where I was like, "Oh man, he's." I think it was like a twenty pitch inning plus twenty pitches, and I was like, "Oh man, he just cost himself the fifth inning, or he's not going to get to the sixth inning." And he did because he came back in the fifth inning and had a ten pitch inning, so he recovered it very well and good for now him. How about like Sandlin in that one again, being that rubber arm guy for this team? He's one of the few guys that they seem to trust to go more than one inning. And he's still got some haters odd. out there, but I mean, he's, he's done really well this year. And I just want to continually praise him because it's weird to me how many people seem to want to send him down all the time when I'm I on know. Twitter. Also weird. They trust him to go multiple innings considering his arm injury history. Like that yeah. just seems like an, an odd choice to be like, yeah, we trust him to go multiple innings. But Cause he's had, I, he's had a Savale like uh health. Yeah. And then Savale was good on, on Sunday. He was fantastic. Yeah. He, didn't strike a lot of guys out, but he was, you know, mixing his pitches up very well. And they were saying on the broadcast how he can't, they were expecting more curveballs and he did throw 27, but he was saying, you know, like teams are expecting that. He went cutter heavy and his four seam was fantastic. He got 11 swings on the four seam and five of them were, uh, were whiffs. So that's yeah, unusual what? for him. He, allowed, he was just 95. Yeah. He allowed six space runners in that whole game, which is six and six innings is great. Two of them hit batters, uh, which was a little bit funny, but yeah, I mean, he took care of business. Uh, I, I, if you have any complaints about Savale on Sunday, I don't. I, you're you're just an unhappy person. Um, he but should have we'll, got the win, but he won't. Yes, <laughs> or he didn't. Well, uh, we'll come back from a quick break. We we still got you know basically we're talking about this weekend in general terms. So we still got some more of this weekend to discuss um, when we come back from a quick break on today's Locked On Guardians. Picking up burgers and dogs for the summer for a barbecue, July 4th is this week. Uh, you're already going to do it, so you should get some cash back with it with a bo- Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on 100 grocery items from produce, personal care, to pantry goods. You can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what when you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account to or upload your receipt after you shop. Get your cash back. It is that easy. So right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 off just for trying the app by using the code MLB when you register. Guardians back home on Monday, July 3rd, 7-10 first pitch. Uh, if you're not able to watch on TV or get there in action, make sure you are checking out SiriusXM. Just search Guardians on your XM app. How about Andre Semenis in the yes. uh, leadoff role? On I, I, and again, I don't want to get to read too much tied, into that because Quan for uh, tied for fifth in WAR amongst uh, American League second baseman. Quan Quan got Friday off because he had just played a lot and uh, he, he didn't he, have like he, any you know, off days early on, and now he's had like three and it almost makes me wonder too if they're trying to work with him on some things. Like well, I think they said in the broadcast. I thought they said somewhere that maybe he was a little banged up from that catch he made. Uh, on the end of the side of the wall in Wrigley Field. I can't remember, but either way, you know, he had, he had two out of three days off. I think that's unusual for him. So I'd imagine it had something to do with that. But hey, Andre Semenis, he got, you know, hit by a he pitch. Seemed to like that role. 
But the first three yeah. times up, he reached base his first three times. His only out wasn't until the fourth time up, right? Yeah, like, and and I kind of like, you know, Andres is kind of an aggressive hitter. Him and Quan are yeah. two different hitters, right? Quan yeah. goes up there and, and sees a lot of pitches. But oftentimes, I feel like Stephen Quan is he's taking a pitch, he's fouling a pitch off, and then the next pitch, he's banging it to second base on the, on the ground and he's out. Um, or he's, you know, getting a two, two count and doing the same thing. It's a lot of, you know, pulled ground balls that are not doing a whole lot. And I wouldn't mind, not that, not that Andre Semenis has been fantastic, you know, lately. I know he had a good game today on Sunday. Two bases this weekend. Yes. There you go. That that's a great point. He is aggressive on the base pass. He's an aggressive player. I would not mind seeing Andre Semenis at lead off for like a week, maybe two, see how it goes. Let Quan go down, work on things. Because there's patience and there's passive. We talked about it a lot on here mm-hmm. with him, with Miles Straw, with with Bo Naylor, with with Will Benson in the past, with other guys like this. There's two different things. Sometimes I feel like Quan's a little Nolan passive. Jones. Yeah, yeah. Even Nolan Jones, who you know is still playing good in yeah. um, Colorado, but they're having weird weird playing patterns with him too. I don't know what it is, but. I wouldn't mind seeing the change because, you know, maybe, maybe on even, I know you want your leadoff hitter maybe to go up there and see some pitches, but sometimes the pitches you see early in the game, sometimes these pitchers take a few minutes to settle in and you can go up there and you can ambush a guy for a double or a homer. And then you could steal a base because early on they're still settling in and he's aggressive and he's a good base runner. And it wouldn't be a bad thing to maybe spark Andre Semenis. Dude, he gets hit by pitches a lot too. And um, that's a way to get on base if you're not walking a ton. So, I don't know, it'd be worth seeing what happens there. If he gets on base more at the top of the order because of the change and you let Quan work through some things about him the order, I don't know, it could work out. I wouldn't mind seeing Quan hitting eighth or ninth and um, moving guys up in the order and seeing if this sparks you because God knows we haven't seen any sign of single change. Like, even changing the brand of bubblegum each year would be heresy, right? Yeah, I mean, they, that – and. I sometimes wonder too, like, does that make things easier on the opposing team or the opposing pitcher? Like that this team is so unchanged, like you just kind of go in and then you don't have anything you got to worry about. Cause it's always the same and everything is the same, like just randomly changing things up. I, uh, if any of you listen, uh, there used to be an everyday or Joey donuts was his Twitter name. I don't know if he still is. He was a white Sox fan, but if you're out there, let me know, like how often do the white Sox change things up? I'd be kind of curious to hear like, is this a Cleveland thing or, you know, how often do teams outside of like the Rays? Cause we know the Rays, I mean, they just flip the script all the time. Like look at Luke Rayleigh's numbers. And again, one could argue that uh, he is more deserving of an all-star game appearance than Josh Naylor, but we'll discuss that later in the show. Uh, but yeah, it, it's interesting how much I would love to hear how much other teams adjust and change in Cleveland. You know, Ahmed's going to hit second until his legs fall off or he hits free agents. Yeah. yeah. Well, the one one of those is coming first, and it's not the legs thing, not at his age. But I did see the White Sox. I saw someone on Twitter. Five hits this weekend. You know, he was fine. Yeah. The, somebody said he's been hitting like 300 over the last like 20 or 30 games. So I guess things, I don't know, whatever. He's being I, a med. Yeah. Bad defense, no range. He's going to be a slight above league average bat for the next two months and then he'll fall off again he'll wind up hitting 270 with like a 680 ops and of a 100 100 ish runs created plus in the end probably actually this year closer to 95 and he'll have about two war of defense of total value he is what he is right um yeah not really at this at this moment i know i would still advocate for a change but it is what it is 
Miles Straw even had a good weekend. You know, you and I have kind of complained about him recently. Uh, I don't really know that I want to say, like, what he did all weekend was a big turnaround for him. It was just him finding holes with the hits. Um, that's great, but I still don't see anything new with him. And I still think this team would benefit from seeing more Will Brennan in center. And again, we've talked about it before. I just, you know, it, there's no good answer in right field. If you move Will Brennan to center, it's Gabby Arias. If he goes down, it's Oscar Gonzalez, David Fry. I don't know. I, I'm perfectly fine seeing David Fry against lefties. However, you put him in the lineup there, let's give him a chance. And aside from that one weird play the other week when he was in there, when we wondered where Gabby Arias is, he's been perfectly fine in the outfield. So, Unless you want to go back to the Josh Naylor and right. Maybe, maybe Josh Naylor can avoid dropping weird ground balls by playing right field. What do you think? I mean, it's there's no uh, listen, Josh Naylor in the outfield. We all know where that went. That's he's he is he better he, or worse than David Fry? My cat says my old co-host is saying he is he is better than David Fry. Um there you go. But uh, yeah, I, I, you know, like I said, that's the other thing where we talked about on the Friday show where I'm like, well, maybe it's time to go out and do some kind of lesser trade, like do something that nets you an, an outfield piece. I just, I, I, I have low faith in Oscar contributing anything. Somebody, uh, but... there was an article, an article the other day about how I think it was the athletic said it, you know, it's Ken Rosenthal saying the Astros are interested in trading an outfielder for a major league pitcher. And he mentioned Chaz yeah. McCormick, and I'm like, I don't know. Chaz Their McCormick. outfielders aren't that great. Like, the, <laughs> it's the the mile straw level of outfielders again. Like, these are right. Guys Why would you go back to that? Well, yeah. I, I, no. Chaz McCormick does nothing for me. And and if if the if the Astros want a major league pitcher, what do you do? They, I mean, are you giving them Savali for for Chaz McCormick? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think the I don't think that works for the Astros because that same piece I, said what the Yankees like him, Chaz McCormick, which would be weird to see yeah. the Astros and the Yankees make a trade. Right, and they want major league pitching, which that's fine. I just don't see how the Guardians can afford to trade a major league pitcher right now, given you know whatever's going to happen with Shane Bieber. McKenzie is they're still waiting on him to get a second opinion. He's getting it from uh, Keith Meister, who is the TJ doctor, which you never know. Um, Isn't this? Didn't he already have the second opinion? I thought is this a third opinion? I think no. They're still waiting on kind of the feedback yeah. from the second opinion. I guess I, it's just delaying in the ine- inevitable. I really think. I think yeah, it's that's what it feels like, John. So a lot kind of rests on that. So it's like you can't trade a major league starter because look, the Astros don't want Cal Quantrill. Uh, nobody wants Cal Quantrill. Yeah, until he can um, prove that he's like the Cal Quantrill right. of last year. And you can't you can't afford to trade Savali. And I don't think you're not trading Bieber for Chaz McCormick. First of all, like I know the returns for Bieber right now wouldn't be fantastic, but you're also not settling for Chaz McCormick. If that's the case, you might as well just keep Bieber. So Chaz McCormick yeah. doesn't get it done for me. I don't think it no. makes sense for the Guardians. No. And like, that's the thing. It's, you know, I, I sat there and did the whole rundown with Bieber. It's like at the end of the day, the Orioles are the team that kind of made sense. If you don't want to trade the American league, it's Seattle, but where this team is, it just doesn't make sense to trade him. And that's why, you know, like I said, I'll go back to my theoretical trade to Arizona, which was 99, for that comp B pick, give me more draft picks, people. I want yes. more picks, especially then, this year. Yeah, and Dominic Canzoni, and it's like, hey, you shave, you shave some money. I guess you do, you shave money off the payroll, and you do a one for one in terms of the forty man, and you know, because and I'll say it again, and people could be like, you already said this, but it's like, give me the guys who overproduce with limited physical tools. Maybe they're Kaye Tom. It doesn't work. Maybe they're Adam Duvall. People forget Adam Duvall was that guy who always hit and never got a chance with. 
I believe it was the Dodgers before he came to the Reds. But uh, him and Scott Shebler were the guys, and those always be the guys to talk about. But we should probably take right. a break, come back and talk uh, All-Stars and Braves because, I mean, the Braves are an All-Star team. Uh, when you download the Ibotta app, I missed this before. Just go to the App Store and the Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code MLB. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MLB. Monday night when the Guardians come home to play the Braves, if listen to all the action on SiriusXM, just type in Guardians on your SiriusXM app to tune in. Who is it? That is Gavin Williams and Bryce Elder. Bryce Elder is an all-star. Gavin Williams uh, is having a, had a good start against Kansas City. That should be a lot of fun. Do you want to talk about Trevor Steffen real quick before you get into the all-stars and the Braves? Yeah, he's... You know, like Again, it's, it's the funny thing where this team hasn't been the bullpen still got the second best ERA in baseball. Uh, maybe it changes after tonight because, again, the, they didn't call errors thanks to the official score. But, uh, you know, it, this bullpen's actually been good for the most part. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, and, and his numbers aren't terrible. I mean, he's got he's still got an ERA under three even after tonight. He's a 275, just more of late. The underlying data, as far as XC, I expected ERA is 423, not great. Uh, he's giving up a little more hard hit balls, a little more barrels, but he's still striking guys out. He's getting guys to chase. Uh, he's still limiting hard contact for the most part. Look, he had it. Stefan had a 280, uh, 280th up in June. He was better. The last two days of June were not good for him. The first day of July he pitched in was not good for him. Um, he's going through something right now. I think he's missing some spots. He's having some command issues and he's leaving some balls down the plate. That is what it is. Do you do you yank a guy out of the eighth inning spot because of three outings? No, I mean, in the way, like you look at his twenty twenty da- data and everything is the elite of the elite. It's just this year it is that barrels and expected slugging that's changed, but everything else is dark red. Right, it's all of this, good. Uh, you know, and expected ERA is is blue, but he's I guess he's walking guys a little bit more this year, but I I don't think I move yet, like. Who are you going to go to? Enya, when they kind of elevated him, did not go well. Right. Uh, Henches is already part of that with 99 being out. It's essentially those yeah. three. Sandlin, I mean, I'm not ready and, to move him up. I, I don't think there's a good, much like we talked about the lack of backfill or the lack of outfield options. This is another situation where they kind of painted themselves into a corner. Yeah, and you're not going to, I mean, I, I assume nobody's going to say they should pull Classe from the closers role because that would be ridiculous. But Oh, there'll uh, be no, people I, on Twitter, I guarantee you, saying exactly that. Yeah, I, I would continue to go with Stefan, and he's got to work some things out. Clearly, the last couple of days, he's been having some issues. You know, the, the, in theory, too, here's the problem. This should have been a good game for him, too, on Sunday to get some things worked out. It was a 6 nothing game. He should have been able to come in and work through it and – you know, he really didn't. Things uh, were not good for him. So clearly there's still more for him to work on. He didn't, he didn't look, he didn't get one swing and miss on Sunday. So clearly he wasn't fooling anybody. He only got five called strikes out of the 27. He threw four foul balls. So that's not great. Um, not a lot of strikes there. And when he did, I, I feel like he kind of puts them down the middle. So yeah, the command if you do not sharp. Yeah. I mean, you can mix and match based on matchups too. You can say like, if there's a guy up, you feel like that that uh, Sandlin or uh, Taylor Santos matches up very well with, that's fine. Or Henches in the eighth inning, that's fine. But the other thing about those two people, I think people forget to say, is like, oh, he can't be the eighth inning guy right now. Okay, he pitches the seventh inning. His struggles don't go away because of the inning he pitches in. The struggles are still there. So 
if they are up four to four to one in the seventh inning and you're like, oh, let's go to Stefan instead of the eighth inning, we'll go to the seventh inning. And he gives up two runs and walks two batters in the seventh inning. It's the same thing if he does in the eighth inning. You just, you know, it's an inning earlier and you have a little few more outs to recover. That still doesn't really change the the outcome or anything like that. He still has to go through and pitch. So um, I'm, I mean, I'd be okay with mixing a match in, in the situations if you absolutely have to, if there's a good matchup there. But overall right now, I wouldn't move him just because of three outings. I think he's just got to get no. the outs. As, as Tito always says, and, you can't run away from the guys no. that uh, in honor of Brian Shaw, right? <laughs> yes. And, and like, this isn't a Brian Shaw situation. This isn't a Med Rosario situation. Underlying data is good. So I think. Correct. Yeah. There are you no, know, there's no, not a lot of bad signs here. And the thing is, you know, what happens with bullpen with relievers is there's a few bad outings and, you know, maybe they're knocking them all out now and see where it goes on the whole. Again, the bullpen is a team strength. People may not want to believe that because it seems to always blow up at the worst possible minutes, but it is a team strength. Uh, do you want to talk all stars next? Yeah, I was just going to say, too, relievers are like kickers and long snappers. You don't notice they have an error until they make one. Otherwise, they go, you know, 80 shirt appearances looking great, and then they, they have one bad eye. You're like, oh, they're in trouble. Uh, yeah, Jose Ramirez, I, I didn't look. If you didn't hear my lockdown now the other day, um, it's a crime that he is not starting at third base. Look, Josh Young is a good player. I like Josh Young a lot. I wish the Guardians had had a chance to draft him when he was eligible that one year. Um, or J- is- Jace Jung. Josh is the brother. No, Jace is the younger brother. Josh is the third baseman for the Texas Rangers. Oh, man, I had a complete brain fart. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I, I like Jace, too. I wanted the Guardians to draft him, but they didn't get a yeah. chance either. But no. um, he's a good player. But Lacoze Ramirez, yeah. I tweeted no. the other day, he leads he leads third baseman in a ton of categories. If he's not number one, he's top five. And I don't think Josh Young has him in any category except for, like, three home runs. So, uh, there was just no buzz about votes for him. Like, you know, you get to that final round, however they're doing it now, where you have to get to the final round to, to be considered a starter. There was zero buzz, zero campaign, zero excitement about his can- candidacy. He's the best third baseman in the American League this year. He has been, for the most part, outside of, you know, the years where Raphael Devers is really good. And he's not I mean, good this w- year. One could make a case for Paredes as the top offensive That's fine. third baseman. But- but that's that's really the only guy, uh, yeah. and his defense is awful. So, you know, it's to me again. I agree with you. No knock on Jung, but he probably shouldn't even be in there. Which you know, Texas stuff that they're having a great them. year. So the fans are voting. But Jose Chapman and Paredes to me are the top three third basemen. And that's the thing. Like I, I guess the Guardians having a frustrating year probably didn't help him, which is not his fault. But also, let's remember this: this is the guy that chose to be in Cleveland. He signed a long-term deal under market to stay here because he could very well be a San Diego Padre right now. And we could yes. be CJ Abrams at third CJ Abrams or Gabby Arias or whoever. And then going through no, no division title last year yeah. as fans. I think we owe it to Jose to, to show up and vote every year because he chose to stay here. He is your face. He is your guy. He is the one guy who didn't screw Cleveland over for bigger money got to get out there and vote from every year someone's got to make a bigger push for this that's an absolute travesty it, it it's a bigger problem to me that jose is not starting and maybe this speaks to the the way all-star voting is run the nba i think has it right i'm sorry the nba has a third of it is fans a third of it is media a third of it is players it's all i, I don't know which part is weighted more but it's 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 you know cut into a pie everybody has a, a, ch- a chance to vote on that i think the nba has it right i also I'm going to talk about Jeff's favorite thing, all-star games. I still want an all-star draft. 
I don't care. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I, I think drafts, adding draft to anything makes it more interesting. Doing all yes, drafts. Always. There's yes. no AL NL mystique anymore because there's, no. there's interleague every day. Um, it was interesting when I was a kid. It honestly was. I'm an old man. Uh, so it was <laughs> interesting when I was a kid. Cause like, that was the only time I got to see Tony Gwynn, you know, things like that. But now it's like, now it doesn't matter. So. Right. All-star yeah. draft. And then class a leading the league in saves. That's a no doubter. And then, I don't know, Josh Naylor. It's hard at that position. Like that position we have talked about is absolutely loaded. And he's just not good enough for that position this year. He's close. Like he's very close, but I mean, if you could make an argument, I'll say this. It, was he snubbed? I, I mean, a little. Vlad Guerrero is not having that great of a year. So Vlad's got two more homers than him, and he's getting on base at a better rate. Uh, Josh has more RBI because he leads all first base with an RBI, and he's hitting for a better average. Uh, right now, uh, yeah, but like Nathan 1. Lowe is, I, I mean, I would think Nathan Lowe has been better than he has over the course of the He's got year. a couple less homers than Josh. But I mean, he's not hitting as well. Josh, his slugging Josh, percentage is 418. I'm sorry. Josh, if your Naylor, slugging percentage is not four and a half or higher, yeah. first base, you cannot be an all-star. Jo- Josh wait. Naylor is 12th in weighted runs created plus amongst first basemen. One, uh, a point ahead of Joey Gallo. Uh, yeah. You know, he's close to Andrew. He's closer to Andrew Vaughn than he is to, you know, Luke Rayleigh is number one. I got to go look where he has played the most. Then Yandy, then O'Hearn. Noda should have made this team over him. One could argue that Low. Notice got a Drury. 403 slug. I'm sorry. This is first base. He's slugging 403. That's not good enough. If you are barely slugging. Ryan notice slugging 400, not five. Andrew, uh, Vlad Guerrero is slugging 449. That's barely good enough. Nate Lowe is slugging 418. I'm sorry. It's first base. Uh, if, 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 if Vlad Guerrero is good enough to make it this year. If, I, if you update low, he's up to 433 based on today. So he's okay. You know. So 433. That's yeah, Brandon Drury is at a 500 and he's got a higher data as well. Like he's just not good. First base is hard. Now, if we switch to second base, it's a, you know, a desert. It's a wasteland. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. It's just Naylor yeah, being a first baseman. Great. I mean, first, first base is, is just incredibly ugly. Like it's just what it is because there's so many good players. Like it's really hard to make at first base. I don't have a problem with Vlad making. I know everyone says Vlad probably made it because he got reputation votes from the players, and that's fine. But he's a good player. He's having a fine. He's having a fine year. He's having a down year. He is having a year very similar to Josh Naylor. So you can make an argument for one of the two. And Vlad made it because he's a name, and Josh Naylor is not. It is what it is. But I'm not going to sit here and say it was a total snub because I think Vlad was just as deserving as Josh. And obviously, Yandy Diaz is having a fantastic year. So that's just, you know, further salt in the wound. Um, how are we feeling about, as we get out of here, how are we feeling about the Braves this week? You got Gavin Williams on Monday versus Bryce Elder. Tuesday, July 4th, Shane Bieber and Kobe Allard. And then Wednesday well, in the Valley. Uh, Allard's been terrible this year. So you do got that. He has this been is hurt. his first start. Of, this is his first start. Yeah, he's been hurt. So I guess that's been, more the point. He was terrible last year and he's been hurt this year. So. And you've got uh, Cal Quantrill on Wednesday and Mike Soroka, who has been terrible as he's coming back from a two-year break with because of uh, injuries. He has not been good since he's come back. So I don't know. The look, look, the Braves the, have, the mat- pitching matchups well for Cleveland. It does, but here's the problem: the Braves hit more home runs the month of June than the Guardians have hit all year. They have three times the amount of home runs the Guardians do all year. Matt Olson's an all-star. Sean Murphy's an all-star. Two guys that but Matt Olson leads the league Guardians. in uh, in home runs, I believe. 
I could be wrong in that. I think Sean Murphy's most, an all-star candidate or a, a, a MVP. He's the best catcher MVP in baseball candidate. right now. Right now, two guys, two guys uh, are very easily. Ronald Acuna right has 21 home runs and 37 stolen bases. Uh, <laughs> 20. I mean, he's, he's well on his way to 40, 40 this year. Uh, I mean, you go down the lineup. Ozzy, uh, RC is an all-star. Uh, you know, Austin Riley is, is, was struggling at like a 100 weighted runs created plus he's now up to 113 and, and he's he is rebounding. Too. Yeah. I mean, the only player who's disappointing them right now is Michael Harris. Who's been, you know, slightly below and the average. He's been hitting better recently. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, Eddie Rosario, 116, Travis day, Travis day, day armed. I can never say darn. No, darn. No. There we go. Is a 123. Like he might be the second most productive offensive catcher in baseball this year. Uh, again, up. proving why it's good to have catchers. Whenever everyone right. told us, like, well, you got Bo Naylor. It's like, no, having two is a good thing. Having two is a, this right. is a phenomenal oh. offense. Do you know who's in the Braves bullpen currently? Old friend Ben Heller. Oh, good on Ben Heller. I'm I'm happy to hear that. Good for him. Uh, He he throws really hard. He's kind of more of a one and a half pitch guy. Um, But at least he was when he was here. But I'm glad. Like he's bounced around a a bit. And he's only 31. Jeez, he is not that old. (laughs) And he's got an ERA of two eight four this year in six six innings. If if you do not remember, part of the you know Andrew Miller trade. Andrew Miller uh, trade. How many? How many home runs is Eddie? Uh, how many home runs is Eddie Rosario going to hit this week? Because obviously Eddie Rosario used to kill Cleveland, and obviously he stunk in Cleveland when he played for them. And I'm sure he's going to come back and hit great. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm betting. Does. I'm betting at least two. Betting yeah, I'm, I'm going to say. I'm going to say Ronald Acuna is going to hit at least one homer. Matt Olson's going to hit two. Ronald Acuna is going to steal ten stolen bases over the course of this three game series, and it's going to all be off. Tre- it's going to all be off Trevor Steffen and and the bullpen. <laughs> I don't know. Gavin Williams, I'm not sure how he holds yeah. runners. Cal, uh, I don't, I don't, Cal usually yeah. holds runners pretty well, and we'll see how many are on base. I don't know. But, uh, Let's take Acuna's going to hit two. Will, Olsen's going to hit two. Murphy's going to hit one. Rosario's going to hit two, at least. I feel like I expect the Braves to call up uh, Lucas Litke just so he can sit in the bullpen and not be used in this series as well. <laughs> after we saw, you know, hey, we want right, an extra yeah. lefty. He can just hang out uh, in the bullpen because that's what teams have been doing. And that's the thing, though. The Braves team, it's just they're so well built. And credit to, you know, AA, uh, Alex Anthopoulos, who also, yeah. you go back, you know, you talked about how the um, the Blue Jays were not built by Chapiro, they were built by Anthopoulos. Like, right. So, uh, well, you know, some of those pieces. But uh, yeah, I mean, this Atlanta team has got a preponderance of local talent, uh, guys they brought up through their system, guys they've been aggressive in making trades for, and then also just making the right rehabilitation in someone like Arcia going out and figuring out fixing what's wrong with him. And then having depth and depth of pitching and letting those young guys come up. They have been aggressive in their pushing of young talent. Kobe Allard, by the way, he said he was hurt this year. He only has four innings, but in his four innings, he has eight strikeouts and one walk and three hits. So thanks. And he's a lefty. So that should be fun. Yeah. But right. we have, we have gone long. Uh, you know, we will have an interesting week. We've got Royals. We've got Braves. We Braves draft. So we'll be discussing all of that on this following few days of Locked On Guardians. So thank you all. Remember, and review, download, it helps. Do your part. Be an everyday and go, go, Guardians, go. Don't get swept. <laughs>